Hey, what's good, North Hollywood? Your hilarious neighborhood comedian, Day Peace. On September 3rd, I will be headlining a comedy show at Diamond Joe Casino, and I'm bringing a couple of funny friends with me. For tickets, you can contact me, go to the casino, or get them online, which is the easiest thing to do. Do not be the person on Tuesday in the office that didn't come to the show, because everybody's going to make fun of you. I'll see you then. Get your tickets now for Day Peace and Friends Stand-Up Comedy. Saturday, September 3rd, 8 p.m. at the Diamond Joe Casino. Tickets are $25 in advance. Buy your tickets at DiamondJoeWorth.com. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey, welcome to Peace Talk. If this is your first time, thank you. Uh, if it's not, welcome back. Peace Talk initially started off as just a sit-down solo podcast where I get to just talk to you guys for like an hour. Uh, then I got bored with that, okay? Like I was, that was great. Uh, but I got bored, so I started having a bunch of guests on, and then I started having a bunch of people on here that I didn't want to talk to. And now, <laughs> I just want to get back to my roots. I want to just have uh, a podcast where I just talk to you about certain things, uh, current events, topics, my opinion. Sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's serious, but at the end of the day, is just me talking to you and I appreciate you being an ear. So welcome to Peace Talk. Uh, we back. Hey, thank you for listening to another episode of my podcast. I appreciate it. So I've been promising to make this short episode. That is the plan, as always. And I think I will succeed today because this episode is literally just about some of my favorite shows this year. I realized when I took that time off to make the album, there were just shows that I didn't get to share with you and talk to you about specifically, including the recording of my album. So uh, this episode is all about that. And I know it's back to school time for a lot of people and parents. And hey, we, we, we've hung in there. Okay. <laughs> like, hey, you can exhale. These bitches are going back to school. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a wonderful, joyous occasion. And it's a, that beautiful time of the year. So. Uh, next episode, I'll be talking about back to school because we have a, we've never done preschool before. I've always sort of been against preschool and just the concept, but, uh, I, I've said this before. I really do love our, uh, school system or at least the educators at the school in the, in the small town that I'm at. Uh, I know, I know a couple of them and I've, I've just been very happy and impressed with, uh, so far so good with the education of my oldest who will be going into fourth grade so we got a fourth grader now and a preschooler and uh i'll come on here next week and i'll tell you how their first week went and uh if they like it or hated it and my my son's go he's gonna ride the school bus so it's it's gonna be crazy uh or who knows you know uh so without further ado this year has been the best year of my comedy career. There is no doubt about it. It is undisputed. 
And I am super blessed and give all the glory to God. I don't want that to be a surprising statement when I say that because that's just my belief. Uh, I, my higher power is God and I'm, I'm not super religious and, you know, the Bible and the, the fairy tales and some of that, sh- some of that shit don't, don't add up. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I do recognize and I, I got to acknowledge the relationship that I have with my creator and this, this man or woman okay (laughs) let's not just assume gender uh has afforded me the opportunity to live my dream and and be be successful at it and keep building and that's that's what this year has been it's been a it's been a building year so here we go uh the world shuts down 2022 essentially i spent some time put my first comedy album out didn't know what i was doing i was doing shows barely like once or two a month. Then we get into 2021 and it's like, is COVID over? Are we doing more shows? And we just never quite got got there. And then something happened. I I, I got a chance to tag along with two of my favorite comedian brothers uh, to a comedy festival called Artication in Austin, Texas. And it was there just witnessing the greatness of uh, my brothers Bernard Bell, Dante Powell, and and so so many other comedians that was at the festival, I wasn't on it, but I got a chance to tag along and see it and just be around comedy. And that motivated me to not fuck around and this year go hard or go home. So we get into this year and a conversation I had with Bernard was, hey, I wish I could have done some things differently for my first comedy album. And voila, Side B was born. He gave me the the idea. So I recorded it early this year in March. It was sort of a birthday you know show but before that uh i i have my monthly show at mason city brewing which is this brewery i've been doing comedy show at for the last five years and because we took some time off we took an 18 month hiatus we hadn't done you know shows we would always do a birth we would always do a rose a comedy rose as our annual show because the first show that i ever did at this brewery was a was a roast and what we had already had it set at a different location a different venue and they were like uh you know i was on vacation at the time and a friend of me was like hey this place is closed like closed closed and we're like we have this show coming up in like a week or something so i reached out to them and they let us do the show there and we've been doing shows there ever since however the first show was a roast and that's a weird first show to pitch to a new venue so we did the rose and i added like a comic before to to do a set and a comic to to close it and it worked and so that every year we were doing a birthday roast or comedy roast i should say but uh (laughs) so we did one in in 2017 2018 2019 and then nothing for the last two years so on my birthday in march i was like let's let's bring it back let's do it let's not wait until september which is the annual showcase and it was oh my god like it was so fantastic my mother Roasted me. If you want to see the video, it is on YouTube right now called Mama Peace First Time on Stage and she buries me. It I was I've never been like I wasn't like humiliated, but like yeah, or not even really that embarrassed, but I was so proud of her, but at the same time I'm like, y'all they, you, stop laughing at me, everybody. Like you know, it's like just, she brought a Barbie out. She had props, okay. 
She is the carrot top of mom comedy. Okay, so <laughs> it was, it was, it was. Oh my goodness! And and we packed the place out. I think it was one of it was one of like we've had some amazing shows there specifically, but. I mean, when I say packed and standing room only and, you know, shoulder to shoulder, it was fantastic. And it was it was an emotional show because I got to see, you know, my mom was there and my wife was in the crowd and everybody just did well. It was just it was just one of those shows. So my birthday roast, fantastic time. That was in March. Two weeks after that. I'm recording my album. And if you haven't listened to it, please do. Went number one. I'm a big deal. Check it out. But here's what was so special about it. Uh, I didn't do two shows for my first album. So I, I thought it was very important to do two shows for this second album. I do two shows and the crowd was just with it. Um, the, the fantastic host, Antoinette Stevens, who uh, has been on the podcast. She's a hilarious up-and-coming uh woman comedian black woman uh she has a lot of other talents but that's kind of how we met and she hosted the show she just there was things that i wanted to get right for the second album and one of those was hey listen i'm recording an album it is important that we hear your laughter on there she set them up so right and when i got on stage for the first show everything just went smooth uh I did my sets. Uh, I did my material. They laughed. I felt good about it. And I was like, you know what? I I don't know if I'm going to do the same thing for the second show. So the second show, I was just so loose with it. I barely did material. So much crowd work and improv. And I'm talking to the crowd. And it got insanely outrageous, but hilarious. And that night for me was just so memorable. The late night specifically, just one of my favorite shows that I've ever done in my life. Uh, but to, to, to take it all in a moment, that show that night was very special. And obviously, to work on the album and get it out and it hit number one made it all the more special for me. I don't know if I said this on the podcast, but I almost cried when it when when it hit number one on on iTunes because it had been on Amazon for for like a month and you know just going up and down the charts and then I got number one I'm like hey I got number one on Am- Amazon and then uh, I got number one for bestseller on Amazon and and iTunes is very different <laughs> you know like they don't they don't you don't hit the charts until the album is released so either you release you know either you debut at number one or you debut and you gotta you know, fight your way to the top. And I hit that number one spot and it was just, it it made the entire body of work that more special. So those two shows, oh my goodness. Another one of my favorite sets or shows this year was I went to Arizona for a comedy contest, which I didn't know it was a comedy contest. And if you remember my last episode, if you heard it, it's uh, last episode is called uh, comedy contests are full of shit. A lot of them can be, but there are some great things that you can get out of them. And uh, I went to Arizona for this, and it was one of those contests where you you win your night, you advance, you do it again the next night. And my first set was just, it was great. Like, I, I was able to have some of my Arizona people come out. I was just on fire. And I, I really put in the effort because I wanted another night because I had a friend who wasn't making it into town 
until the next day. So if I didn't get the second night, she would have never seen me perform comedy or never seen me on stage. And I was able to advance and she was able to see me. The second uh, semifinals, I did terrible, okay? I did not advance to the finals. But that first show was was very special for me. Uh, I mentioned this. Uh, the, the, the month of June was just, oh my goodness, terrible for me. But I got it all back in, in July. Some notable shows that I did earlier this year is I, I did an after prom. So for high schoolers and, and faculty members at 2 o'clock in the morning doing an hour comedy, obviously PG-13. I said shit a lot because they let me say shit, but, you know, no no dick jokes, no sexual stuff, you know, just, you know, whatever. And it was it it. it it was one of those shows where I didn't know how how well it went until after I got off the stage and I just got so many compliments and, you know, follows and like the the kids was really fucking with me. And I was like, I, I really I really underestimated my impact because I don't realize this this is probably for many of them the first time at a comedy show or or in a you know, one of those and you know, again, they, they, they was wild with it. You know, they would yell out stuff and, uh, it got talkative and it, it was, it was a lot of a, di- you know, a lot of dialogue, but it was a really fun show. I also performed for the teachers and the faculty in my, in the town that I live in. And that was just a special show because they were going to pay me a certain amount and I undercharged because I, I did it for two reasons. One, what they were asking of me was was not not a whole lot, and I I wanted to do, it and I felt honored to do it, and I wanted to do something for the teachers because that is a very hard job, you know. Like <laughs> this is dumb, but like, and I don't want to like offend people. Eh, you know, it's my podcast, but you know how like everybody walks around with the flags and the and the stripes, like this is for the firefighters and back to blue. I I would. I would wear one of those flags if they had like a, you know, striped red or burgundy for the teachers because teachers, that's a hard, that's a hard gig. They want to give y'all guns and they want y'all to be on the front line. Like what, what is happening in our country? So, uh, that was just, that was just a special show for me. Uh, the weekend that I just had, I, I got to share with you. Uh, as I wrap this episode up, boom, it's going to be super quick. I told you was, uh, I got a chance to, to, so one of my comedy goals was to apply to multiple comedy festivals, right? Um, I just wanted to have a, a set number. I think was 10. I might've applied to 11. Um, but I, I, I know I definitely hit 10. And and there were some I get, got in, and there was there were some I didn't. You get rejected, rejection. I say before, part of this business, gotta have thick skin. I will say this: uh, <laughs> I did get rejected from a comedy festival that had no black people, and I believe only one person of color. Fuck that festival. You know what I mean? So like, sometimes, not a lot, but sometimes you know, comedy festivals. Uh, are just ran and operated by either the wrong people or people that's not doing things the right way. Uh, getting back to the, getting back to this, uh, festival that I did, it was, it was just, it was just, it, it made me, so when you do comedy or maybe a lot of things in life, you get confirmation. 
this was a confirmation weekend for me. Uh, I got I got booked for this festival, which was which was uh, I think curated is is the the term. Um, you didn't have to apply for it. Uh, this guy just reached out and, and you know picked a bunch of great comedy or com- comedians to travel to Davenport, Iowa, which is four hours south of me. Um, and it, they put us up in this gorgeous hotel. Like it's called the current, the current. Yeah. And it was just, it was, it was beautiful. You know, I had, I had heated toilet seats. I had a bidet, but my bidet wouldn't work. I, I, I tried everything. Okay. <laughs> I pushed all the buttons I can push. I, I pour water, you know, out of a, I poured my water bottle in the, in the toilet thinking it would splash up. Nothing worked. So I, I have not had my bidet experience yet. One day soon. <laughs> uh, I, I got booked for for three shows, and uh, two of the shows were just incredible. One of the shows was okay; it was a three o'clock show, and wouldn't hold hold behold. Uh, <laughs> uh, the people that was at the three o'clock knows my uh, mother in law, and they, you know, that wasn't the best show for them to come to, but they still said they enjoyed it. But the other two shows were just fantastic. Like I just, I was just in my element. And I know I got to work on my consistency, but both shows and just the entire experience for me was confirmation that I'm I'm good and good enough. And when you're around great comedians and great comedy, you're able to really gauge where you are in your journey amongst comedy in the region or the country. Sometimes when you are around shitty comedy or shitty comedians and you're you're better than them, you're like, I'm the shit. You know, where's the competition? But then you start getting around some better comedians. You're like, oh, I'm not as good as I think I am. Or I thought I was. So, I'm as good as I think I am. And then I followed, or I ended the the weekend. So, that was a four-hour drive there and back. I did that in basically 24 hours. Got back in time to take my wife up to Mall of America House of Comedy, which I headlined for the first time. Which is just a big deal for me for... For a couple of reasons. One, when I was in Arizona, they opened a a house of comedy there. It's ran by a gentleman by the name of Rick Bronson. He's got a couple of different sister uh, companies, a comedy strip, I think. Uh, and they're all over. Like, we're talking uh, Vancouver, and uh, I know there's one in Canada. So I was I was building a relationship with house of comedy in Arizona. And then I moved here, and nothing, like absolutely nothing and i know the booker and and that's another conversation for another time but there nothing had happened basically within six years i i got booked for one weekend but half of the weekend got canceled i came up and did the open mic and brought people just to just to be seen and nothing really came of it and you know i just started you know you know, put your head down, start grinding. And then I got that email. The head, you want to headline a Sunday and a Sunday is a tricky showcase because it's a Sunday. You know, most people got to work the next day. And a lot of times people are more likely to come out on a Thursday than a Sunday. But, and then another thing about the club is you have to have 15 paid people or they cancel the show. So the 14 people pay, they're like, Oh, we're going to have to cancel the show and, and refund everybody their money. 
Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't have an amazing set. In fact, I did something that I rarely do on stage. I spilled my glass. I, I took a glass up. And it wasn't like one of those small glasses, one of those big-ass water glasses. And uh, it wasn't full, but I, I tipped it over and I knocked it down. And I think it, it, it was a moment of... Uh, like, amateur hour for me. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm on stage having these conversations in my head. I'm, what the fuck are you doing? Like, get, this is an opportunity for you to, like, whatever. And, and you're blowing it, kid. You know? So, so uh, one of the other comedians, the lady that was featuring, she came and helped clean off the stage. And, you know, that we joked about it. Her name was Karen. And, you know, shout out to her. Uh, she's a funny young lady in Minneapolis. Uh, but she's also a lady named Karen in 2022. And I'm like, who? You must have had a, it's been a <laughs> rough, rough two years for you. But I, I do the set. Um, I do 30 minutes or so, 35 minutes. I was supposed to do 45, but I brought two comedians with me from Iowa because. Part of what I've been talking about for the last couple of episodes and just where I'm at is there's enough sh- there's enough spotlight to shine on all of us. We can do shit the right way. I can help you out. You can help me out. You know, if, if there's a puddle in the road and I see you about to walk in it, I'm going to say, hey, don't walk in that puddle. Uh, for more of that context, you got to check out one of my uh, previous episodes. So anyway, I, I do the show. Um. I do some material, but I talk to the crowd a lot, and I talk about some serious stuff, and some of it they rock with me, some of it they don't rock with me, but damn, it was an amazing moment for the people that was in the, the audience, because even though we had a small crowd, we got our 15 people, we got about 40, and I knew about 20 or something of these people there, and these people were like parts of, you know, chapters of my life, you know, like, and I remember a couple of shows that I did in Minnesota where they weren't that great and they were at shitty places and I was I was dragging these people out to those places because I need their support and I need their bodies and I need their laughter and it felt so good to drag them out to a beautiful club and it's it's located in Mall of America in Bloomington, Minnesota which is the biggest mall in America, duh. Uh, <laughs> I used to work there years ago and I'm sure I'll get to that episode where I talk about all my all my odd jo- all my old jobs but uh it just it was a it was a feeling of 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 accomplishment like hey let me drag out to this beautiful ass place watch me do my shit laugh with me take pictures after and uh it was it was super great so uh just want to say shout out to uh my boy (laughs) mike and and his wife my my great friend missy and Haley, we almost became roommates. That was a whole nother story when I was living in <laughs> in, in, the, in Minnesota. Those three were there. Uh, some of my old Applebee's crew, I used to work for Applebee's. They were there. Like We were like a tight-knit, weird circle. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, my wife, obviously, she's, she's incredible. I couldn't do a lot of what I do without her and, and, and the things that she's able to do. And provide for for me and 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 our our kids. Her best friend, which I call our best friend now, Trish, who is just so uh, so amazingly supportive of this comedy journey of mine. She rallies out, you know, her friends and make her friends my friends and my fans, and 
it was just it was just a really cool moment for me even though i didn't have like a killer set like i did in davenport it was still a big moment for me and it was still a great way to close out an amazing weekend because of the confirmation so that's the episode uh i got a bunch of shows coming up if you can check them out please check them out and uh i believe i have a new intro to or a new new intro song to my podcast that uh darrell johnson my guy from uh arizona he he does music composer and uh, uh i was on recently Corey Kling, uh, he's on, he was on a, he's a guest on one of the episodes, but I was on his podcast, uh, two weeks ago and he's got this intro song. I'm like, that's a dope ass song. Who did it? He was like, Darrell. I'm like, let me, let me hit up Darrell and he made me something. So I hope you enjoy it. Thank you very much for rocking with me. I will talk to you next Monday. Uh, have a beautiful rest of the week. Don't forget to laugh. I'll see you when I see you. Peace. Des Moines, Iowa. How the fuck your spirit doing? How y'all I can still remember my first winter in Minnesota. It was white as the eyes can see, and there was some snow there. You know what I'm saying? Hey, that was a comedy teaser from my second comedy album, Peace of Mind, Side B, which went number one on iTunes and Amazon.com for not only new comedy release album, but also bestseller. I'm a bestseller. Okay, it's crazy. Uh, if you haven't listened to it, please check it out. It is streaming on everything that you can think of, if, wherever you listen to your digital music. And if you still want to purchase the album, you can go through iTunes, Amazon, and also Bandcamp. Uh, please support me. And mama, I made it. If you want me to read an ad for you or your business, just give me money, okay? I will, I will say how great your product is. I'll call you a humanitarian. This season, I'm looking to get sponsorship, which just helps take this podcast up another level. Uh, there's a couple of different ways you can do it and a couple of different ways you can reach out to me. So you can go to my email, which is... Uh, uh, comedian day day d-a-y-d-a-y at gmail or you can reach out to me through my link tree which is link tr.ee slash day peace comedy uh anything is appreciated everything is appreciated don't forget to laugh today peace <laughs>